0: Hello and welcome to Triathlete Life, the podcast where we share the personal fitness journeys of everyday people. I am Ram, your host, and our guest for today is my good friend Vivek Vijayan. Fun fact about Vivek, Uh, he and I just trained for our first triathlon sprint last weekend and the joy of training together and taking inspiration from other folks trying to achieve their fitness goals is what prompted me to start this podcast. So welcome Vivek, thanks so much for being on the podcast today and I look forward to sharing your story with the world. Can you start by telling the world a bit about yourself?
1: Absolutely. Uh thanks for inviting me to the podcast Ram. Uh as Ram mentioned I'm Vivek, I'm professionally a product manager. Uh as you said we we met during an open water training session and when he said that he signed up for a triathlon something that I've been thinking about for a while but never actually mustered the courage to sign up for one. I mean I would say he gave me the courage to sign up for my first one and I and we we did uh so um, it's been a long fitness journey. Uh, I've played multiple sports in my entire career, which as at least as of now culminated in, uh, to triathlon and uh, we'll see where it goes from here.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, when I had, st- when I signed up for the triathlon, you heard about it and kind of signed up yourself. One of the reasons we started this podcast is so that other folks See our craziness and you know jump into it themselves. Uh, you know, just by signing up and showing up is how you can kind of get yourself over the line. Uh, so yeah, we want to walk through the journey that you followed and and see see what other folks can learn from it. So how was the experience?
1: Oh, so uh, the experience of training itself was wonderful. I you know uh, I don't think I was a strong swimmer in the sense that I could swim a few lengths of the pool, but if you tell me to swim. Five hundred meters or four hundred meters, especially in open water, because that was always my my fear. In fact, when I met you, I was training for open water with the intention of coming overcoming that fear, so that if I am going vacationing somewhere and I see a lake in front of me, I am not scared to like go more than my my waist deep or something of that sort, right? Uh, so that really, uh, and you know, and, uh, so that was the start at least the, the swim part. I have not biked. I think since my 12th grade, uh, and that was almost 20, 20, 22 years back. Uh, and so that was a new muscle that I realized that I think I'd lost all this while. I had to get a bike. I had to, uh, get a, uh, then I had to figure out how to transport the bikes. So I had to get a bike rack installed and a hitch installed and things like that. But then the training itself, uh, I, I thought I, I've done half marathons in the past. So I think I was a little, complacent about my running abilities. Uh, and it was just five kilometers. So I thought I could just push through it, but my focus was primarily on swimming because I knew one, the fear of open water swimming and two, uh, the fact that I have to do 400 or uh, 440 yards or something, uh, was daunting enough. Right. So I, I spent a lot of my time preparing for uh, swimming and biking. Uh, I think it was a wonderful journey, one that got me addicted and, you know, one that makes me look forward towards doing much longer swims and much longer bike rides. And in the process, like I, I met you, I met Grace, uh, and I plan to meet some wonderful people along the way that, you know, to to uh, enhance the camaraderie between triathletes, as you would like to call it.
0: Yep. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Grace uh, for the viewers. Grace was the third friend who was training with us. Uh, it was just amazing fun. You used to meet up every weekend to practice our swimming, and you know, all of us finally managed to do the triathlon for the first time. So, hopefully, we'll have her as a guest in our future episodes. Her story is super inspiring as well. So, I'm sure you'll want to check her out when she's on the channel. Um, so, yeah, coming back to your story, so you said that you you knew you used to know how to swim a little bit, and you know, open water was was really the challenge for you. So. How much in advance did you start practicing open water and how did you overcome that that sort of barrier?
1: Yeah, so I I mean, I don't think I ever have done, op- before this, I've never done open water. I was primarily a pool swimmer. Uh, and I I think before the day I met you, I'd taken just one class before that with a coach. Uh, and, you know, I think that got me over the hump, the, the proverbial hump in that, okay, I can be comfortable not seeing the bottom of of the pool or, or, or the or the lake, right, and, and still continue swimming, uh, and I'm not panicking. It definitely helped that I had a wetsuit that was giving me the added buoyancy, so uh, so that was definitely a plus. I, I would I would be the first one to put my hand up and accept that. Uh, but regardless, I think the goal was that I'm not panicking when I don't see when I see darkness underneath me, uh, you know, in a wide expanse of water um and so yeah so so that that's what uh got me uh got got me into into swimming and then from there i met you and i'm like okay and then you said you've signed up and more inspiringly you said you've just learned swimming so i was like okay if that guy can do it i'm sure i can push through too biking of course was uh, was i wouldn't say new to me but because i had not done it for almost one and a half decades it was like i don't know whether i can bike and i remember buying my first bike and first time riding my bike the funny thing is i just taught my son how to ride a bike and when i got on the bike myself mm-hmm. i was a little shaky mm-hmm. uh and, and uh, fortunately i overcame that pretty quickly uh and, and forgotten to ride the bike but then after that uh you know once i got onto the bike uh, did a few laps of, of our community here felt a little confident we did the practice runs um a- along the way at lake stevens and and i'm like okay i can do this this, this is the this scene's fine the scene's okay and that, that and that kind of got me more and more hooked to the sport running is of course something that like I said, I've done in the past. And I think I can, if I put some more effort, I can get back to it. Uh I would say running is the least fun of all the three sports that, that are there in the triathlon. Uh, but again, it's an essential part of it. But I look forward to getting better at it as well.
0: Yep. Yeah, so you mentioned the panic about swimming. And, you know, I totally relate to that. In fact, a month before the triathlon, I had gone to a lake in Idaho when I was like, I need to get my miles in. So let me try and swim there. And I instinctively just couldn't do it because it was a new environment. The temperature of the water was different. I, every time I looked back at the shore, I used to panic and basically couldn't spend more than two minutes in the lake. So what are the things that you feel when you were panicking? I'm just curious to know. And uh, for other early swimmers, maybe you'll feel something similar too. So um, yeah. What, what are the kind of symptoms you had when you were in the water for the first time?
1: Um. It's just so, so with me, like when I say panic, uh, the moment I could not see like ground of you know, the earth underneath me, it was just darkness or like green nothingness. I was like, Oh shit, you know, this is not comfortable. And I would immediately get out. So I never got into a situation where, uh, you know, it was like panic, panic and that I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm like hyperventilating. Uh, however, it like, I mean, whenever I swim, I swim with with a buoy, right? So I do take my breaks if I have to kind of rest on the buoy. But there are times when probably because of my wetsuit and because I'm not so much used to it, my arms and my shoulders start to feel tired. And I can tell my stroke has gone for a toss. Like my, you know, I'm barely making progress uh, and I'm tiring out and, and you see the land further away. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I've got to kind of push through it. or just wait. I know I'm wearing a wetsuit. I know I I'll, I'll stay afloat, just relax for a while. Uh, give my, my arms a breather, you know, shake off that lactic acid a bit and then go ahead. Um, so I would say, uh, panic wise. Yes. Panic is, is, uh, you know, it's natural when you're entering or you're going outside your comfort zone. Uh, especially when you know that it can be harmful to you, but then, uh, You just have to get over it. Ensure that there is somebody with you, right? Uh, Like for me, my first time, I felt confident because there was uh, the coach who was on a kayak with me. So I knew that if if something goes wrong, I can hang on to the kayak. So you need that safety net to ensure that you don't panic the first time you're doing it. And when you realize that you're actually fine, then you start going out with a group. Of course, you're carrying your life boy and things like that. And when you're carrying that, you can just hold on to it. Uh, and, and in case you want to, uh, you want to take a breather. Uh, and then gradually you get gain more confidence, and then you can go out on your own a little bit. Of course, it's never a good idea to swim uh, in open water by yourself because there's nobody watching you. Uh, but still, at least you have the confidence that you can go with the group, and you're not dragging the group behind, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great point. So I think. The other thing that kind of acts as a barrier is, you know, when you're going with the group, if you're the slowest in the group or the newest in the group, it kind of feels a little socially awkward. Guilty. You feel guilty and apologetic. So did you ever encounter that? And what did you do about it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, fortunately, I mean, so we had these folks who were doing one mile and I was tempted to go with them, but I intentionally held myself back because... uh, I knew that I'm going to drag the group down and and I don't want to be in a situation where everybody's gone ahead and I'm like still struggling to kind of catch up. I knew that uh, my stroke needs a lot more improvement. Uh, I need to figure out why are my arms getting tired so quickly, things like that. Uh, so there's more work ahead. Uh, my goal, at least for next year, is that I go for those one mile, two kilometer long swims uh, and I plan to spend the summer Developing that muscle and the skill that's needed to do that distance. So that's what the the plan is, at least as now.
0: Wonderful. looks like you've charted out your next steps in the fitness journey. That's awesome. Absolutely. Cool. So I think a lot about the swimming. Now let's get into the biking aspect of things. So I think one of the other things you and I discussed while training was buying a bike, right? So how did you decide what bike to buy and... uh...
1: So I so I wasn't very sure whether I'm going to enjoy it, whether this is going to be a long-term thing. And I didn't want to sink in. Like, you can go crazy with buying a bike, right? You can go anywhere between $200 to $20,000 if the bikes are available. Uh, so I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. I want to try it out and see how this goes. I, I, having said that, I still want to buy a reasonably decent bike, right? Not, not something that is going to, Give way in between or have all sorts of issues or something that I can't use it in case I decide I don't want to go competitive with it. I just want to be a casual rider. So I decided to buy something cheap from Amazon, like something for $350 or something. I think it was fairly decent. It was, it was not carbon fiber. It was an aluminum bike. Uh, the gears looked fine. Uh, and after buying this bike, I was doing a whole lot of research into, okay, what is the difference between like a high end bike and, uh, and you know, a regular, very beginner kind of a bike. And to be honest, at least for beginners, uh, there isn't a whole lot of difference. Yes, quality is better, but then for, for our level, like we just beginners, uh, you know, there's a whole lot that we need to improve our stamina, um, you know, our position, stuff like that, uh, that we can easily do on on a cheaper bike. And then once we are better, we can graduate on to a more expensive uh, carbon fiber bike. So that, that was my thought process behind uh,
0: the bike that I bought. Interesting. Yeah. And you mentioned that you just saw, taught your son to bike as well. So On the family side, like how does preparing for a triathlon kind of sort of mix with your family life? Is that something that was difficult to manage? Yeah,
1: fortunately, uh, you know, my wife is obviously fairly supportive of this. Uh, And the other thing is typically uh, when I try to take time out, it's in the early mornings when my family is still asleep. So uh, so that's the thing where you got to figure out when do you have time. You may have to wake up early, especially in climate like Seattle. Well, it's summer is now, so it's fine. But very soon the rains are going to come and they're going to stay for the next eight months, right? So will you find the motivation to to do swimming, outdoor swimming? Well, outdoor swimming is pretty much, I mean, unless you're those crazy people who are fine going into a very cold lake and taking a dunk in it, uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't think I'll be doing open water swimming. Uh, I don't want to be biking in, in the rains because, well, you know, I'm pretty much touching 40. And if I fall, my recovery process is going to be a whole lot slower. And that's not fun. Uh, so what what do we do, uh, you know? And so you have to find times early in the morning. Uh, typically for me, that's what works best. Uh, if I can spend like half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour at best. Uh, and Train one discipline. It's typically cycling or running. I, I, for some reason, I'm not able to get myself to a pool early in the morning, uh, and so I keep pool training for evenings. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think it, it you got to figure out times when you got to separate, ta- you know, time for your training, and it's typically the time when the family is asleep and they don't feel that you know you're away uh, from them and you're not doing something that you're supposed to be doing.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think you know. How has the journey been for you? Like by age, you know, you mentioned you're t- touching forty. Has, has fitness always been a part of your life, or has this been something you picked up late?
1: I think so. I mean, my dad was in the army, so you know, uh, right. I think my sports, at least in the initial stage, evolved with the sport that my father played. Like being an Indian, I think every cricket kid, at least back back in the back in nineties, and we I think we both are nineties kids uh you know we start off with cricket uh what we call as gully cricket right <laughs> And then uh and then dad was into tennis back then so he got me into tennis um and then from tennis there was a time in like early 2000s where you know in army cantonments, uh, there are places where you have stables horses that you have show jumping and stuff happening so i got into Riding horses, I learned that, but unfortunately, that requires a whole lot of infrastructure and and horses and stables and things like that that are not available everywhere. So that fell by the wayside. And then my father took up golf, so obviously I followed his footsteps and I took up golf, and that was fun. Like I'm I'm, fortunately, I can hold on my own if I go to a course and at least I can get my drives going straight. and then from there, I think there was a big hiatus because I was in the merchant navy, you know, and I was out sailing for several months. And then when I come back, I bought my courses and stuff like that. Uh, so there was a long gap where my, the only physical exercise that I did was probably running, uh, you know, and that too, I wasn't a very good runner. I would like gas out at like five kilometers and stuff like that. Um, uh, then, uh, it, I would say in mid, 2010s, I got really interested in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's a form of a martial art. Uh, I, I, I never thought that's something that would attract me, uh, you know, so I, I stuck with it. I'm a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu right now. But then, you awesome. know, at this age, gradually, like, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's a highly intense activity, right? And you 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 burn out pretty fast. Uh, and along the way, you suffer a lot of injuries, and, and, and gradually, you know, the the appeal starts to kind of wane a bit, Uh, and and so I was like, and then that's what got me into swimming because swimming was one activity that you know you can do for a very long time. Uh, It's not very taxing on your body; it doesn't lead to injuries typically. Uh, But then it's it's a lot about technique, right? And so while I could do a few laps of the pool, I could never do it continuously. So I started watching a whole lot of YouTube videos to see how I can improve my swimming. And uh, that improved a bit, like that got me to a point. But then I felt that I was plateauing out, and that's where I decided to hire a coach to kind of help me, you know, uh, overcome uh, the barrier there or the, the, the proverbial wall that I'd hit. Uh, and so with swimming, you know, you obviously meet people who are into triathlons, uh, such as yourself, and and uh, and that's what got me to triathlon. now now, now I've got to add. Uh, biking and running to my repertoire uh, in order to be a good triathlete. So I like the transition uh, from being a triathlete uh, to a triathlete.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, given your history of such such a variety of sports you should probably graduate to like a decathlon or something man like <laughs> leave the triathlons for people like us who are you know, trying to get past it's interesting you mentioned tennis because i was i i, I love playing tennis as well uh, in fact i was training for my first marathon last year and i was doing tennis on the side as well i joined like the local league i ended up stopping tennis because having my marathon training and tennis training in parallel became just too taxing on my body and you know, the sprinting and side-to-side movement of tennis was a lot was taxing my body in a very different way compared to the volume of running, and so I ended up pulling back from tennis. But yeah, if you're ever up for a tennis game, you know we should oh, certainly.
1: <laughs> well, absolutely. I yeah. mean, it's been <laughs> easy since I've played.
0: Yeah,
1: in fact, I ran into uh, another one of my uh, my friends who they've bought this machine that shoots the balls yeah, yeah, yeah. and so he has invited me over. The thing is, and the the, the flip side of doing too many sports is that. You can't, like, you have to focus, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, tennis is like, I think you're in the same boat as I am. Every sport is wonderful. Yeah. It's just that you've got limited time and you've yeah. got family to look after. And of course, you've got your job to take care of, right? So yeah. I think you got, got to pick your battles. So right now, I'm, I'm in a position where I'm interested in triathlons, but then uh, I'm also uh, like, I. I stopped doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a while to kind of focus on this. But Brazilian jiu-jitsu or any form of martial art is actually a pretty taxing sport in that, like example, tennis or triathlon. As long as you're doing the sport, that's as good as practice. But any martial art, it's not just, just a technique. It's also weight training and strength training and stuff like that. So it adds a whole new dimension. But, I mean, it can be argued that strength training is something that will augment your performance in all spheres or any sport that you want to do, right? So, uh, but the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu requires that extra strength. And if you're trying to go for that, then something has to give. So you have to kind of prioritize what is it that you want to focus on, at least for a certain period of time, because only then will you feel that you're improving. Otherwise you're like, you stretch too thin to make any meaningful progress anywhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's the reason why I ended up stopping tennis as yeah. well. I mean, I might casually play every now and again, but uh, not, not. I'm not part of the leagues or anything anymore. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I think triathlete, triathlons are I don't think. intense enough, yeah. I think there's enough to be done there. So, yeah, you've talked a bit about, you know, injury management and, you know, taxing on taxation on the body. So, how has that journey been for you? Any, have you had to overcome injuries to perform uh, the triathlon or keep fit? Yeah.
1: I mean, for triathlon, I think I fortunately did not suffer any injuries. Uh, yeah. You know, and I was—I um, t- mean, Brazilian jiu-jitsu—you get injured pretty much all the time. It's <laughs> like you get injured, uh, you wait for some time, and you get back. You again get injured. Something or the other keeps happening. So yeah, that—that's—that's that's a journey. Uh, uh, you know, that eventually, you're doing enough of triathlons, you. If you, for example, in swimming, if your technique is wrong, you might get injured. You might get injured falling off a bike, right? Uh, and typically, running people get injured. I believe you had an injury just running. Uh, it's important that you are following the right technique, at least with swimming. Uh, and you know, uh, and oh, if you can, if you're ensuring that the technique is right, and that's where that's where strength training really comes in into play, right? You have to focus if you're if you're doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so, uh strength training is an important component not to do your moves and techniques, right, but to avoid injuries. Uh if you're not strong, you can easily get injured and the recovery time is a lot longer, right? Yeah. Similarly for triathlons, if you're if you're not strong, if your muscles are not strong, you can get injured a lot easier. And the recovery time is a lot longer. So yeah. I, I think uh the best way to avoid injuries is ensure that you're doing adequate weight training, regardless of the discipline of the sport that you are into.
0: Yep. Yeah. That actually leads me to my next question, which is, you know, we've picked an event and done a triathlon, but uh, are you planning to, what's next for you after this event? Are you doing another one or are you going to continue? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. So at least this year, I would say I want to focus on improving my biking and, and swimming more importantly. Because the next one is going to be, uh, you know, I, I, my my desire is to graduate to an Olympic distance triathlon, right? That's the natural progression from a sprint. Uh, Ironman, uh, you know, depends on the time commitment. Am I willing to spend 10 hours, 12 hours, 15 hours a week uh, for an event? I don't know at this point. Uh, and moreover, this is not something that I, you know, it, it's like a passion or anything. I'm doing it for fun, right? I want to make sure that I have something. One, fun. Two, I want to make sure that I can enjoy my life uh, well into my old ages, right? And so, this is one activity that that will help me do that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's, it's important that uh, you 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 figure out time for uh, you know whatever that you're focused on, uh, and make the best of what's available. So what's next for me, uh, what, at least in the immediate future, I want to improve my technique, continue working with my swim coaches. I know I've got a long way to go there. Uh, again, same with biking, right? I, I want to make sure that I'm moving up on my average speeds uh, uh, and running, of course. Uh, I want to ensure that I'm moving up on my average speeds. And then uh, uh, I'm hoping that maybe next year or next season, uh i will i want to do a long distance open water uh, like a like a 2 mile or something or a 5k uh that's that's my secret desire in my mind that i want to do a 5k i i don't think i'm at this point crazy enough to even think about a 10k there is a 10k by the way uh but i want to start with a 5k and then uh with biking, we'll see where it goes. I believe there are these, uh, you know, bike rides from Seattle to Portland and Seattle to Vancouver. Uh, I don't know if I'm there yet, uh, but but I, I will continue doing what I can. And my focus is going to be just doing triathlons and, and preparing my body
0: for that. Um, but yeah, that, that's 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 what my uh, intention is. That's awesome, man. Super inspiring. I think, look, you're all well on your way uh, to your Olympic I've uh, signed up for an Olympic in next August. So I'm taking a bit of a beat after after the sprint we just did. But I do hope to start training for that soon because I have way longer way to go uh, compared to you. No, so, sure you, got, you got, the fact is, it's a good thing that you like you set the goal
1: and you set yeah. ambitious goals. That, that's good, like, you know? Uh, and that forces you to become that much better yep. in a time-bound manner. So that's
0: great goal setting, I would say, <laughs> yeah, let's hope so, man. There's a fine line between great goals and crazy ones, so let's hope yeah. I get over the line cool, so I mean, yeah, to it's sort of round it up. any advice for others who are trying to consider a triathlon and might might be getting a little scared about it, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So what I would say is at least give it a try, you know, I mean, I think everybody knows what their physical limitations are, uh, and the best part about. Uh, a triathlon is that there is no competition with somebody else it's, it's always with yourself right and you're always trying to improve trying to improve to a point where then you can aspire to at least finish on the podium uh, within your age bracket so it, it it's like it's all it's always a competition against yourself so go for it i would say you know make sure that you you have done enough practice don't just be blind about it. You have to obviously put in the effort uh, and take it slow because I think these are uh, sports that that you can do well into your old age. We have seen, you know, 70-year-old athletes were doing sprint triathlon, which is fairly inspiring. And at least it gives you the confidence that you can do this even at the age of 70, uh, you know. So uh, I would say take the plunge and uh, don't worry about what your time is. Just, just in... The fact that you completed gives you the confidence to take you further.
0: Wise words, man. Yep, and that's that's what we call a triathlete. Anybody who's trying is an athlete in our view, uh, and that's the reason for this podcast. Uh, you know, thanks so much, Vivek, for sharing your story and sharing your background. Uh, hopefully, some viewers out there find it relatable and, and you know motivates them to take the plunge as well. So, thanks so much, and uh, really?
1: talk to you soon. Having me, and we will meet soon. Take yep.
0: care. Bye bye. Bye.